welcome to episode 77 of the Green Healthy Places podcast, in which we discuss the themes of well-being and sustainability in real estate and hospitality today. I'm your host, Matt Morley, and in this episode, I'm in London talking to James Fry, founder of Beyond Apartments and Apart Hotels. Having launched in 2021, Beyond are now the UK's leading sustainable service department, apart hotel, and build to rent or BTR operator. The brand has a pipeline of apart hotel projects across the UK, partnering with future focused owners, developers, and investors. Current sites are located in London's Fitzrovia, which is the one I went to visit recently, as well as Waterloo and the West End. Carbon neutral, low waste, and low toxicity. The Beyond spaces are billed as being healthier environments in which to stay, live and work. They also have a really engaging concept of sustainable wellness that we will explore in more detail in the conversation. James has over 12 years of experience in the hospitality industry. He was previously managing director of Base Apart Hotels in Switzerland, so he has all the right pedigree. In other words, let's get into it. Here's James Fry of Beyond Apartments and Apart Hotels. James, I'd love to define, if we could, some terminology to start. These words are floating around in the world of real estate and hospitality for a while now, but the idea of an apart hotel and a serviced apartment concept, how do you pick them apart? Or is, do you see this as specifically a new concept in the world of hospitality or rather an evolution of things as, as they were previously? I think um, you know the, the idea behind service departments, apart hotels, or extended stay, as they're called in America, have been around for a while. They're much bigger in, in the US and Asia. Um, I like to define service departments as more residential stock. It may have limited facilities and be a mix of one, two, and three bedroom apartments, um, uh, where people come for long-term stays in general. Um, Apart hotels, which is um, very much the terminology in in Europe, um, tend to be hotels in every way you think of them. So we have a restaurant, we have a bar, we have maybe a roof terrace bar, uh, we'll have gyms and so forth. The big difference being that we have slightly larger rooms with kitchens in them. But that changes a lot. That means that um, guests um, have more convenience, more flexibility about how they live when on site, and they have the choice about eating out, uh, getting a takeaway or cooking uh, in the room. It gives them slightly larger space and and also a space to relax. So much like you might have in an apartment, you have a place to sleep, wash, um, eat, cook, um, and relax. You have that in an apart hotel room. And what that then means is that people tend to stay slightly longer on average. And does that then relate to any specific market dynamics working in favour of this type of concept? Is there, is it a, in a sense, a response to demand for longer stays? Are people now just travelling and staying for longer? Yeah, it's funny. It's always been a slightly overlooked part of the market. Everyone's concentrated, um, you know, very much on hotels. Uh, I think there's been a, a race to the bottom of how small can we make a, 
a hotel room and get away with it. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's chains that have got 14 square meter rooms uh, that do do very well. They serve a, a strong need. Um, it's funny during COVID, the sector of the market that performed least worse uh, was uh, the apart hotel market, um, and uh, I think also as uh, travel habits have slightly changed after that. Uh, certainly corporates are looking for their employees to travel slightly less, but when they do travel, stay slightly longer. Um, and I think there's, there's also been an emergence, partly because of Airbnb, of people saying, actually, this works. You know, I, I like the ability to, to be able to, uh, to, to stay in, uh, to cook, um, to put some stuff in the fridge. And often we get asked, you know, how often do people really use the kitchens in the rooms? And it's, it's, uh, it's um, uh, not relevant how often they cook. The relevance is that they have that convenience there. They can have a, a plate, they can warm something up, they can use a coffee machine, they can put some beers in the fridge and so forth. So we tend to find that once people uh, have used the concept, they won't go to anything else. They'll, they'll look for other apart hotels or uh, experiences in different locations. So I think there's been a growing um, awareness um, of uh, the market. There has been more stock coming out as actually um, the fastest growing part of the hospitality market. Uh, there have been new brands that have come out with better products than were available before. Uh, so I think there's been a number of drivers um, and we're going to see um, you know, good growth in the sector uh, over the next five to 10 years. So that's the big picture. You've then set out your stool very clearly around sustainability and around health and well-being as part of that guest experience. So if you map those two together, then what have you learned around the type of guest and customer clients that you're attracting? You mentioned corporates. How do they, how do those different axes interconnect around the type of people who have begun already to pick up on what you're doing and to be attracted by that proposition? Yeah, I, I think, you know, first and foremost is that we wanted to create a, um, a company that aligned with our values and beliefs. Um, we, um, we say that we're a sustainable company first that happens to provide accommodation solutions. So that means from the ground up, part of our DNA, every decision we make is based around finding a low um, impact uh, and healthy solution uh, to then uh, create the product that we offer and the services that we give uh, you know, to our guests. Um, so uh, what we have found uh, over the last few years, and, and previously I, I did another part hotel concept uh, along the similar lines in Switzerland, was um, that um, what we call a growing minority of individuals I feel very strongly about this because it aligns with their values and beliefs and they will search out um, products and services that offer that. We've also seen the corporate market changing quite dramatically, certainly even in the last 12 months, uh, as they are being forced to by legislation to find suppliers that offer um, low impact solutions, partly because of the scope three emissions, which they're having to declare more and more uh, in their annual reports. Um, again, the, the, the companies that are really doing it are the, the sort of new age companies, the, the sort of um, tech companies. Uh, they understand where the world is going in the future. They are aligned in, in many of their values and also in terms of their employees. 
and they are looking for um, uh, you know solutions that provide something that um, make, creates a less impact in the world. In particular, you know, uh, people like Google, people like Apple, they actually um, uh, have identified that if they provide low toxicity, healthier spaces for their staff, their staff perform better. Um, and that's what we're looking to do uh, in, in our buildings. And we think if, if people can see the health benefits of staying there, uh, then they, they get what's in it for me today. Um, they also like the, the carbon story, but you have to appeal to people to say, here's a benefit for you today of staying with us. And also we, we, we offer a solution that is low waste, low water usage and, 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 um, uh, and has a low carbon story behind it as well. Um, and we only see that growing uh, you know, in, the, in the future. Should we just double click on the term that you use there, scope three carbon emissions for anyone mm. who's, who's not familiar and how that ties into the bigger picture, but clearly that is kind of the gold standard in terms of declaring your carbon emissions, right? I think most companies are currently at sort of at most scope two, but for anyone who's curious to understand what that equates to, perhaps you could just summarize how a company would go about considering their scope three emissions kind of indirectly down the value chain. Yeah, I mean, it really, that's all about who you buy from, your your, your supply chain. Uh, so it's the decision you you make every day about where you spend your money. I think that there's a there's a famous quote that I'm sure you'll you'll know about. We vote every day with our wallet, uh, and uh, you know it's really about who you buy from, and then what that company that that who makes that product supplies that service, how they produce that and what their emissions are to do that, to then give you that service or product. So that is, is vital that again, over the last two, three, four years, there have been a myriad of very innovative, interesting companies that have come out of the woodwork with the same values that we um, start our company um, on. And those people do everything they can to reduce their emissions. Example would be, someone like Coates Paints, um, who, who we use, um, who make everything in the UK, um, you send back your pots to them and they recycle cycle those. They have a very, very small amount of VOCs. I think it's 0.2%. So that's, that's harmful, toxic substance, which is a lot of paint. They send you swatches rather than little pots of paint that often get wasted. That They give you a self-addressed envelope and you send it back to them. So everything they do is about lowering their impacts. So if you buy from them rather than another company, um, you are um, in turn uh, reducing your impact. And by staying at somewhere like a beyond, you are in turn reducing your impact. Got it. Nice. So you have several townhouse sites in London, sort of slash signed, opened in the pipeline. What are the key characteristics then in terms of a given location for it to work for a beyond concept? Is does the sustainability angle, I wonder, does it limit your site selection opportunities in any way? Does it open up new opportunities? So what are you looking for when you're out there hunting down that next site? Um, I think to answer your question, does it limit our opportunities? Yes, it, it does, because uh, we won't compromise um, on on our, our values. Um, we have a lot of people come to us and say that we've got this hotel. Can you do some of your green stuff? And we, we can we can tick the tick the box, um, uh, and we say unfortunately 
not. Um, we look for uh, refurbished buildings or to refurbish uh, buildings, uh, ideally. Um, uh, we then concentrate on how that's built in particular insulation, um, in particular the windows, uh, and then um, going forwards, the materials that we use in those rooms, whether it be the paints, whether it be the floorboards, whether you know, uh, we don't have any glues uh, in those floorboards, they're, they're clicked together, the materials of, uh, that we use in the rooms and the sofas and the chairs and the curtains and that kind of stuff that must be um, ideally uh, as close to zero toxicity um, as possible. Uh, so there are some limitations if we're working with developers. We have our brand standards that they need to fit those sites out for. Uh, going forward, we'll be developing our own sites, um, and then um, you know we uh, will be concentrating on um, building uh, and fitting out those rooms in the the best possible and lowest impact way. So you mentioned insulation. For anyone questioning that, that would be about heat loss, therefore energy efficiency, which leads us to the question around energy. Uh, the UK is in a pretty good place around green energy on the grid. So if, how do you? How much of a factor is that in the decision-making process? Is it something that you can you can take on a site and adapt it? You can switch to green energy from the grid. You can perhaps look at adding some solar panels on the roof. How do you how do you think about the energy piece when you're selecting a site? Going back to you, looking and measuring uh, how much energy is used, um, and then where possible, generating our own energy on site, being a hundred percent electrical. Uh, is is very important to us, um, uh, and and then buying from uh, we buy from what we consider and, and as to consider the market the, the greenest uh, energy provider in the UK called Green Energy UK. They only sell what they generate. They don't buy credits and so forth. They'll, they'll stop selling if if um, if they haven't got enough energy they're generating. Uh, you know to new parties. Uh, so um, we have been you know audited twice. In terms of our sort of energy use, but also our waste um, generation, our water usage, how we get to work, and so forth, um, and we, um, you know, score particularly well or zero for our carbon output on our energy usage. But you know, the first and foremost thing is is really to look at ways to reduce the amount of energy you use, uh, you know, in a building, and then look to where you get that energy from. You mentioned the term volatile organic compounds in relation to the paints going into your spaces. So minimizing the VOCs in your in your in-room experience, which then is about enhanced indoor air quality, which connects with the comment you made a little pre- previous to that around brands such as Google and Apple considering the wellness credentials of the spaces where their staff work and in relation to you, where they stay when they're on when they're on a business trip. So that air quality piece and the idea of a healthy indoor environment, what else have you done thus far, at least, to sort of implement and roll that out to deliver, let's say, a clean, natural indoor experience in the room? Yeah, so um, you know, touched on, on VOCs, volatile organic compounds. Um, what we also do in terms of operations is we use zero chemicals to clean. Uh, we use a water and salt-based solution that passes through an electric current that um, changes um, the, the water and salt solution to make it an antibacterial solution, which kills 99.9% of the, 
of bacteria. We use that on floors, on kitchen surfaces, in bathrooms, in commercial kitchens, and so forth. We I used it for five years in a hotel in Switzerland. That's all we used. Um, it's absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, and then we also use ozone to clean our linen or our sheets and, and, and towels. Um, that is chemical free. Uh, it actually is washed at 30 degrees. Ozone's uh, a company, company name. It's a company name provider. Yeah, the company is, is a company called Oxwash. Oxwash. A fantastic company. Again, a company that's, that's only been found in the last two or three years to provide solutions like this. Um, they actually deliver it on cargo bikes or in electric vehicles. So again, it's the whole thing. It's not just the front product and what they do. It's, it's everything that they've, they've thought about, um, which, which um, you know, appeals to us. And that creates spaces which are dramatically lower in toxicity than a standard hotel room. Again, there's a, there's a term that there's very few places um, as toxic as a clean hotel room. <laughs> if you cleaned your bedroom every single day with a heavy toxic material uh, and washed those sheets every single day with a heavy toxic um, uh, you know, chemicals, you are going to notice the effect. Um, and a lot of people travel and they wake up with a bit of a sniff in the morning and they go, oh, the plane or the air conditioning. Uh, what they don't realize is, yes, that could be part of it, but it's probably their body reacting and going, what the hell is this stuff coming in? This is not good for you. Create some mucus, stop it coming in, makes you feel a bit groggy. This is again what, what the, the, uh, the companies we mentioned earlier are doing in their offices. They see their employees working three to 4% smarter, better. Um, uh, and also there's a social value for, for, for their health. We want to do uh, the same for our guests and very importantly for our staff. Staff, particularly maids, which are the forgotten piece of the hospitality equation, suffer from 40% more respiratory diseases than the, the general population. They suffer from enzema of the hands. They're often handling and breathing in these heavy chemicals. So there's a benefit um, you know, to, to them as well. I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, that was very powerful in, in, in my experience. We had a family come and stay with us um, uh, at my previous uh, hotel chain, and they um, stayed with us for a couple of nights um, out of five, and the mother came down and said, can I speak to the manager? I came out and said, yes, can I help? And she said, look, my son has a number of medical issues, and we have traveled all around the world and stayed at um, probably 50 to 60 hotels and been to specialists and hospitals and so forth. Every single hotel he stayed in, he touches the surface, he touches his skin, it comes out in a rash. He's been physically sick in some hotels. And she's quite a, a sort of powerful American lady. And she looked me in the eye and said, I'm not asking you. I don't want to know. I demand to know what you are doing different so I can find more hotels like you. And that was a very powerful moment where I realized the kind of effect you can have on people um, and the benefit of doing what we're doing. Uh, it also caused me some concern about what other people are doing and how much effect that has on other people as well. So that's um, that's what we do in our spaces. Because any hotel in London is obviously dealing with the negative slash you know, generally very low quality uh, outdoor air, right? So by the dint of fact that it's that's your fresh air intake is coming from central London, especially when someone like Fitzrovia or, or Waterloo, you know, there's, there's a, a great bit of uh, tech out there from uh, published and maintained by King's College around uh, air quality standards all around London. And it's, it's pretty depressing news when you, when, you, when you keep an eye on that. So have you looked at how you, that sort of filtration system for what's coming in from outside? Is that something you've been able to tackle yet? Or is that the kind of a next level 
it's it's something we, we've we've got an air filter in one of our sites you know currently it's something we have spoken to a number of companies about and we'll be implementing across the board in our apart hotels um again it's it's easy to fit at the earlier stages rather than sort of retrofit uh so it's something which is yeah you're exactly right is vitally important that you're not pumping street air <laughs> into the room uh we, we've been working with a company um that take out the the pm 2.5 to, uh, and, and, and tens and, and um and say that the air that they put into the room is 95% cleaner than the air on the street. Uh, and that is something that we will be implementing as we go forward. So PM 2.5, PM 10, particulate matter, the really tiny stuff, 2.5 and the slightly bigger pieces, PM 10, mostly dust particles that accumulate and cause respiratory problems for many of us. So in relation then to waste, if we kind of flip from air to waste and recycling and how as a hospitality operation, uh, with a service department angle, you tackle that. You know, it's clearly a huge amount of waste produced by a typical hotel. Have you managed to reduce or find efficiencies with your operational waste? And I know you're, you're sort of positioning around this zero waste space, which is, I think, really innovative. I don't see many people, in fact, hardly anyone talking about that at the moment in, in the hotel world. So I really picked up on that. I thought you could just drill into that for us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, of course, um, I think waste is the sort of forgotten piece of the equation in a way, because a huge amount of energy, water, transport is normally involved in getting or making something and getting it to, to somewhere, often for it just to be left or unused. Or uh, So um, we, um, to begin with, we have a concept called FCM, Functional Comfortable Modern. If something doesn't serve a function that adds to the comfort of the guests in a modern way, it doesn't go in our rooms. Uh, you know, when you go in some hotel rooms and there's just stuff everywhere, there's magazines, there's vases, there's throws, there's scatter cushions and so forth. All of that stuff has to be made, uh, all it has to be transported, all of that has to be maintained, has to be cleaned and so forth. So we limit the kind of stuff and we make it so the rooms really work for the guest without loads of stuff in it. Um, we then uh, you know, completely reduce the, the need for um, one-time use you know, plastic, uh, in our rooms, uh, I think the recycling has been sold to us as a, a green solution. It's a terrible solution. Matt, I know you all, you all know that, but it really is a very poor solution. Reuse is the only way, you know, forwards. And again, that's just about changing your supply chain, people that provide stuff to you, refilling rather than throwing away. I'm still amazed by how many hotels I go to and still find the small bottles in the rooms, which I think is, is just... Uh, you know, extraordinary. Um, um, and what we can't do so much of is prevent our guests from generating waste. Um, they will bring their own items in there um, and often leave, you know, many of them behind, um, half used. We will be doing two things going forward. We will look to have a zero waste shop and concept on site where people can order on an app and that can be put in their rooms. They can go downstairs and buy. Um, uh, but also what we see a lot of, uh, and I had this in the early part of my career where I would meet guests and I'd see them in their, their bags of shopping and then I'd go and say goodbye to them when they're checking out a few weeks later and I'd see half the items they walked in with left on the side and half opened and so forth and they, we throw it away. They come back two weeks later and I'd see them walk in with exactly the same items. Food, and food, exactly items. The same items. food items. Food, food, food items. Not, food not items. sort of fashion. <laughs> 
yeah, sorry, yes, not not that kind of stuff. Um, so what we we thought we'd do, um, which uh, as far as I'm aware, we're the only people who do do is we provide something called a beyond box, and if people rebook, um, they can put those food items uh, into and drink items and clothes or, or toiletries, whatever they want into that box we will store that safely and when they come back to completely different room they find that in their room so i think a lot of savory is providing more convenient better solutions to the consumer to the to the guest to say well they go well this is great this is saving me money this is convenient uh, for me uh, and also it's low waste we're doing it because it reduces the amount of waste that they generate so if they can have those kind of tools then that helps them to do so so we, we can't yet say by any means that we are zero waste because we have to include the waste that our guests um, include as a company. Um, we are very far down that path, um, but um, we're looking at providing innovative ways to, to reduce that as close to zero as we can. Because obviously what you're not doing is providing the quintessential show-off moment for many hotels of the breakfast buffet. Right, where you know a hotel yeah. manager can sort of you know, you know do their thing and show how uh, extravagant a hotel or not it may be. Uh, you've taken that away completely, and, and clearly that doesn't necessarily require a different understanding of the luxury experience, but it is a very different way of of thinking about what a serviced guest experience means. Right, you're you're removing that, but on the basis of of your guests being people who have some sense of um, some existing consciousness of of what possible waste that might represent, and perhaps they just simply have their own tastes and preferences, right? And so you're able to, you're suggesting, well, look, rather than offer all things to all men in one buffet experience, we're just going to provide you with exactly what you need, and you can buy it literally by by weight eventually in a zero waste store, right? So it's sort of just just reducing it to the essential. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's our our, our beyond uh, breakfast bag concept, where people can can order exactly what they want on a daily basis, and we'll put it, um, you know, outside their door. It only works because we are in a part hotel, so they have kitchens and plates and glasses and coffee machines and so forth in their room. And you know, we've all seen it. Yes, that lavish buffet. Uh, and by the end of of the breakfast service, half of that has to be thrown away: the croissants and the, and the fruit and, and 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 so forth. And people overindulge <laughs> as well, which is another form of waste. But um, uh, so by doing this, um, yeah, people um, order what they want. They only pay for what they want. So it generally, dramatically reduces the cost, and 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 also reduces the amount of waste that is generated. We have a number of people who uh, come in and say, uh, okay, great, but I'm used to the buffet breakfast. You know, where, where would I find it? I said, it's not available. If you'd like to try this, see what you think. I would say that 95% plus of people who were skeptical about that come down and go, bloody love that. That was great. I had breakfast in my dressing gown, cost me a fraction of what it cost me in the, pre- in the hotel the night before, got exactly what I wanted. Um, so it, sometimes it's about not, offering the, the, the options and saying, well, here's a green solution, but here's the standard solution, uh, because people are reluctant to change. Uh, change can be difficult. But if you say, no, so give this a go. Once they've tried it once, the large majority of people will say, yeah, I get that. There's something in it for me. I also get the, the, why you're doing it. So that's what we um, you know, try and uh, do uh, in our so that's then the the F and B component. I think we've we've covered that one neatly. <clears throat> Stepping beyond that into the realm of facilities, so beyond 
an entrance, an arrival experience, and the guest room or guest micro apartment itself. What other facilities do you anticipate being part of that uh, guest experience that you would integrate into the building when available versus things that you might want to provide access to nearby? For example, a gym, is that something you anticipate doing? Or do you think that's something you'd rather just sort of outsource to a local expert if the location provides that opportunity? Where possible, um, uh, and and we would always try um, to fit in a, a wellness space, uh, a, a gym space within the environment of the apart hotel is, is very important to give people that option, that ease of use. Uh, we uh, ideally would have also a co-working uh, space where people can meet, um, have a cup of coffee, do some work and, and so forth. Um, and then the, the, the restaurant uh, and bar facilities. Um, we, we won't be going down the, the vegan route or, or anything like that, but we will be looking um, at local and seasonal produce uh, and again, looking to dramatically reduce the amount of, of waste um, generated from that environment, uh, both in terms of food, but also in terms of packaging. Funny enough, something like a beer is a keg of beer produces very small amounts of packaging waste because kegs of beer come, they get used, they get sent back, they get refilled and so forth. Um, so um, things like that. But there's you know huge amounts of glass waste that are generated. People go, oh, but it's recyclable. <laughs> yes, but it's got to be generated. It's got to be delivered. It's got to be taken away. It's got to be then recycled. It's got to be then bought back and so forth. So again, we're looking at, at ways of, of, of delivering wine um uh out of casks and, and and so forth rather than from bottles uh you know just those little things that uh that are all very much possible if you just look to step slightly away from the standard the, the norm it doesn't mean it reduces in a lot of cases enhances the guest experience uh, but it is important that we provide a holistic whole um in you know, a hotel experience on site uh, that doesn't limit people from going off to specialists, uh, you know, in the local area, but means that they have that environment within one place. And so looking down uh, for the next, say, 24 months or so, what have you got? What are you able to talk about that might be uh, around the corner for the brand? It's exciting, you know, times for us. We're a fairly young company, as you, you mentioned earlier. We have a couple of sites open uh, in central London, uh, which, um, you know, trading very well. Uh, the market has has been strong over the last 18 months or so. Uh, we have secured uh, uh, two other projects in London for apart hotels. Uh, we've secured a site uh, in Harrogate, uh, which we're very excited about, which is a lovely part of, of Yorkshire. Um, and then we are working on a number of other projects, both in London and in places like um, Edinburgh and Birmingham. Um, and we know to really have an impact, we, we need to provide the opportunity to stay in more places like beyond. Uh, so um, we are keen to expand our portfolio in the right way um, and we're having a number of, of discussions as I think um, you know capital has realized the, the sort of value of doing this or they are, are being sort of um, aligned or um, in a way that they have to put a certain amount of the capital into um, you know, projects uh, like this 
that are lower impact. So I think it's interesting times in both the, the finance community, what we're doing, you're seeing a growing number of, of corporates um, who are looking for this. And, and we believe that in certain environments, you know, when we're close to a corporate and there may be some of the bigger chains, and I won't name names uh, and a beyond, um, they will find it difficult not to stay at a beyond because that will be the kind of company they align with and want, the kind of company their employees um, want, um, and also have the benefit that uh, they're lowering their overall um, you know, emissions as well. Sounds great. Well, listen, so people are looking to follow along, reach out and connect at the moment, which uh, social platforms are you using? Um, we're on, you know, many of the social platforms, you know, uh, we have um, our, our, our brand name is, is Beyond Apartments and Apart Hotels. Uh, and and we're, we're on the web under beyondapartments.co.uk and beyondapartitals.com. So please do look us up. We'll add all the links to the show notes. James, thanks so much for your time. It's been fun. Thanks a lot, Matt. Cheers.